Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Alongside Graham Francis, I'm Alex Ferrario. No BK, no Tanner. They'll both be back with us tomorrow. But that doesn't mean we're going to stop our therapy sessions, our weekly therapy session that we go through on Mondays to talk about this Cardinals and how disappointing and frustrating and angry it makes us. She is our favorite, the Cardinals insider for the athletic, Ms. Katie Wu. Katie, how are you today? Alex, I'm great. As I have some bad news for you, I am not sure how beneficial this weekly therapy session will be today in terms of positive vibes i don't have very many for the famous cardinals right now well, let's start with the positives because you were at a shania twain concert last night and i would imagine probably better than taylor swift right you know look taylor swift is the queen for me but i love a good shania show and uh, i had i'm gonna just assume a better time at the Shania Twain concert than maybe the Cardinals did in Pittsburgh. Well, you can assume correctly because not only could they not hit the ball, they really couldn't find a way to win games. They gave up the five runs, they gave up the two runs, and then, of course, they only scored one run with five hits. And, Katie, let's start there because BK and I were talking about this earlier in the show, and this season really is the whack-a-mole season where one portion of it, the pitching doesn't show up. The next portion of it, the offense doesn't show up. And then you're getting errors on the defense and the bullpen combusts. Are we back to the offense just going just Harry Houdini on us and disappearing? Because everybody seems to stop hitting over this last five or six game stretch. No, I think you nail it here, Alex. I think what's been the most perplexing or perhaps most maddening thing about the Cardinals this season, it's not just one avenue that they're underperforming. As soon as something gets right, another thing goes terribly wrong. I mean, for weeks we were talking about the starting rotation, and the starting rotation as of late has looked pretty dang good, and it's the offense that we were raving about and the most reliable relievers in the bullpen imploding and the usually consistent defense that is no longer carrying weight. But let's talk about the offense right now, and let's – Let's adjust expectations. Look, I'm looking at the starting lineup today against the Rangers, uh, probably the second best team in baseball right now. <laughs> so great, great test for the Cardinals. You're, look, you have Luke and Baker, who has played one game in the major leagues. He's your DH. He's batting fifth. Jordan Walker is back. And, of course, we're all excited about that. And this is in no way diminishing his potential. But he's still a prospect, still adjusting to the major leagues. And you have Oscar Mercado batting ninth. Tommy Edmond playing center field. While he does play an above-average center field and really has been saving the Cardinals in that department lately, this is not an, uh, a lineup that you roll out uh, on opening day and you're like, yep, this is our best nine. And there's no discredit to these guys here, but when you're relying on young, unproven talent like Mercado, like Baker, um, and to an extent, Walker, to make up for the production of Lars Newt hurry missing, Dylan Carlson, who was starting to get things going before who got, uh, he got hurt, to me, that's completely different offenses and completely different expectations. So I think that's been a big key. That, however, does not excuse the underperformance from the heart of the order. When you have a lineup that has Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arnato, Wilson Contreras, 
you expect to score, uh, certainly more than a couple runs a game. When you have Miles Michaelis, who has really just been on a tear lately, come out and allow two runs in the first inning, you should still feel confident in your ability to win a game. Um, it's just been overall a pretty disappointing performance from the offense for multiple reasons lately. Well, Katie, talking about the expectations for the offense, switching to pitching a little bit, the pitching, the starting pitching at least, has been a little bit better as of late over the past 10 games. H- have your expectations or your outlook for the for the pitching staff right now, ha- has that risen at all? Has it gotten more positive? Or, you know, ha- have your expectations sort of still stayed the same? I think we're seeing the Miles Michaelis, the Cardinals envisioned when they signed him uh, to the extension. The Miles Michaelis we're seeing over his last five or six starts, much more indicative to what we saw in 2022 when he led the National League and game started and was an all-star. We're seeing Jack Flaherty find that consistency where you know he can go out there and give you a shot to win every game. We're seeing Jordan Montgomery's had a brutal stretch of tough luck, but he's still going out there and performing and giving you a chance to win games. And to me, that's what I think the starting rotations uh, projections had been all season. Just give the Cardinals a shot to stay in the ball game, and they've been doing so. Of course, there are two big question marks coming up today with Adam Wainwright and tomorrow with Matthew Liberatore, and we'll see from there. But if I'm looking at the three starters in Pittsburgh, I feel confident that the Cardinals will at least get a, a decent start where they can win a game. And they did all three times from their starting pitchers. And I think that's what you can expect from the rotation right now. Um, unfortunately, like we talked about, Alex, nothing else is going right to be able to back that up. No, it really isn't. And when it comes to this loss, I mean, you look at the last 12, Katie, you go four and eight between Cincinnati, Cleveland, Kansas City, and Pittsburgh. And really that starts with the downfall of your outfield. I know Tyler O'Neill has been out for about a month, but you're also talking about losing Dylan Carlson and you're talking about losing Lars Newtbar and not trying to shoot down what these other guys have provided. But this Cardinals team made a significant bet on the outfielders of Newt Barr, Carlson, and O'Neill being able to carry this team in terms of the offense and the defense that they're providing. Has this struggle that we've seen been caused a lot because of the outfield being inconsistent? Yeah, I think that's a valid point. I mean, I remember at winter warm-up in January, and John Mozeliak comes out and says, we're betting on guys like Tyler O'Neill. We're betting on guys like Dylan Carlson. And you can't control injuries. I do know that. And I, you know, I'm not out here blaming guys for getting hurt. That's completely unfair. But it's untimely, of course. We talked a lot about the outfield depth in April and how the Cardinals essentially had three center fielders to choose from. And where are all three of those projected center fielders? They're on the injured list. And these are guys that have been performing really well. I mean, I thought Dylan, have we seen the best version of him that we've seen probably since early 2021 in terms of his power from the left-handed side. Lars Newbar, of course, is a staple both in the clubhouse and on the field. And Tyler O'Neill, I know, has been hurt. But when he's right, I know those times have been limited. He's certainly an impact bat. So when you lose those three projected outfielders that the Cardinals were banking on to start the season, and you fill it in with guys from AAA, this is not, again, to discredit Luke and Baker, who's had a heck of a season in the minor leagues. It's not to discredit Jordan Walker, who has handled everything with grace and class and certainly looks to be a, a central point in the Cardinals' future. Oscar Mercado has come in there and played some decent center field. But really, you're relying on Brendan Donovan and Tommy Edmond and their versatility to keep this team afloat, and they've done a tremendous job in that aspect. But that does not overcome what the Cardinals are missing from their outfield because guys are hurt. We're talking with Katie Wu, our Cardinals insider of the athletic, covering the Cardinals team as they get set for a three-game set against the Texas Rangers tonight. Katie, we, we 
of course, as Cardinals fans, and I'm one of them, when things start to go down, you start pointing fingers and you're looking at different areas of, oh, the front office could have signed a starting pitcher, or oh, the players should be hitting more, or the offense is not being um, the best they can be because the manager is not at his best. When you look at the job that Ali Marmol has done this season, where do you stand on him? That's a great question, and not I'm not sure I have a true answer because being a manager is managing the the players that you have on your roster. And right now, this roster is a little bit in disarray. That is above always pay grade. However, as a manager, you do have to find the best combination of what works and get the best out of your players. I do not think the Cardinals at 25 and 35 are getting the best <laughs> out of their roster. So I think it's a little. I think it's both. I think there's some front office to do with it. I think Ollie needs to do a better job in finding that mix. It's certainly not for lack of effort, I will say this. But again, it's hard for me to pin everything on one area or one avenue, whether it's performance, front office, roster construction, coaching. To me, it's just the perfect snowball of everything that has gone wrong for the Cardinals. You look at where they are in the standings, and I know it's a tiring excuse, but it does have, it's not an excuse really, but it is some rationale there is some merit to this NL Central just not being a very good division. And I think that's why this organization isn't in a full panic mode, but they're close. At some point, you are whatever, whatever happens, happens. You are what your record says you are. Right now, the Cardinals are the worst team in the National League. And if that isn't enough to, regardless of division, regardless of who you have on your roster, regardless of who you have coming back from injury or the position that you are in, if you could eventually make a trade, all those factors aside, that alone should be enough to be full panic mode. Well, and, and final one for you, Katie, that's the part that's just so confusing because the Cardinals do seem like they're between a rock and a hard place because you get to the trade deadline and you, maybe you're still out of it, but you feel like you're within striking distance of the NL Central. On one hand, you could try and be aggressive and trade some significant pieces to gain a ace to your starting pitching staff. But does that hurt the next couple of years in terms of winning window? You can't really sell because the pieces you're going to sell are going to hurt you next season in terms of competing. The Cardinals really have dug themselves this hole that even at the deadline, I'm not sure much can change. Right. And I think that's going to be the biggest storyline going forward. The start, the, the first week of June always to me feels like, okay, trade deadline's coming, even though it's eight weeks away. Right. But I think that's going to be uh, such uh, a dry, like drive the conversation because historically the Cardinals don't sell at the deadline. And when you look at where they are, sure, the record is not great. But based on where they're in division and what they have with their current team, can you really justify them selling? My inclination is no, you can't, because they're just one hot streak away from being right back in it. Now, of course, you can roll your eyes and say, what from the last 60 days makes me confident that there's going to be a hot streak in this team? And that is valid. But I think that's the question the front office is weighing is, does this team have what it takes to make a run if we go out there and we add a key piece? My inclination is that the Cardinals will still be competing for a spot come the trade deadline, and it will take a, a miraculous second-half run. But I, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, Alex. I don't think they're out of it, but I think things need to change very, very soon. No, I'm absolutely with you, Katie, because, I, I mean, again, I know people think it's an excuse, but it really it's an explanation. You're playing in a weak division that gives you an opportunity. I mean, the winner of the NL Central might actually have less than 90 wins for how this is going, but I, I'm so hesitant because even on a win streak like we saw where they took 12 of 16 with the Cubs and the Brewers and the Red Sox and the Dodgers – that you're just waiting for that shoe to drop because after the Dodgers series, then you start the winning four out of eight, uh, eight game, or 12 games. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I, I think 
over the next month or so. I think June is such an imperative month for the St. Louis Ball Club in terms of how they'll approach the deadline. But because of the division and because the Cardinals do have several key pieces uh, that many, many teams will be interested in, I can see them being aggressive at the deadline. I don't see them selling. Of course, that could change because I certainly did not see them last place in the National League. Yep, I'm with you, Katie. It's going to be a fun month of June, and it starts, uh, well, continues tonight against this Texas Rangers squad. Appreciate you, as always, Katie. Keep up the great work on The Athletic, and we'll talk to you again next Monday. You got it, Alex. Talk soon. There you go. It's Katie Wu, our Cardinals insider, covering the team for The Athletic. Be sure to follow her on Twitter, at Katie J. Wu, and make sure you subscribe to her work, along with Jeremy Rutherford's work on The Athletic, covering the Blues and the Cardinals.